on Triple M, the Pilbara Saturday Sports Show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome along to another Saturday sports show. Dave in the chair again. Uh, on the program today, we'll talk boxing. The Raiders Boxing Club's got a tournament coming up at the Tambray Centre very soon. We'll talk to Shane about that. And the Nickel Bay Sport Fishing Club have got the Ariga Billfish Shootout coming up in uh, next weekend, on the long weekend. We'll uh, have a chat with Alyssa about that. That's coming up in the first hour with BMX, the uh, centre of attention for the Northwest Super Series. Tonight, out at the Carratha BMX Club, we'll talk to Cassie Patterson next. Everything sport in the Pilbara. The Pilbara Saturday Sports Show on Triple M. Welcome to the Saturday Sports Show uh, for the final weekend of May. And this weekend at the Carratha BMX Club, it's round one of the Northwest Super Series. And there's going to be BMX bikes aplenty around town and out at the track. It all gets underway officially this afternoon. Cassie Patterson from uh, Carratha BMX joins me. Hello, Cassie. How are you? Good, thanks, Dave. How are you going? I'm all right. How are you going? It's uh, frantic pace happening out at the club over the last couple of days. Yep, super busy. We had um, over 109, I think it was 109, 110 riders last night come for our fun night to um, have a go, and we've got over 200 riders registered to ride this afternoon. Very good. Now, I won't keep you too long because I know uh, there's still bits and pieces that need to get organised. There's always logistical stuff on the day of, but uh, for the listeners... Uh, obviously the riders and the families involved know what's going on as far as gates and getting uh, bikes on tracks. But for the people who want to get out there and have a watch, what time are we going to throw the gates open? All right, so the gates will be open at 3. Yep. Um, Our practice will start at about 3.20. I think the young kids, the mini-wheelers, will be on about 4-ish. And then gates for all the rest of the motos will officially drop at 5 o'clock. And how many motos per class will there be? So generally what happens is there's five motos in yep. total. Yep. So we'll have four motos and then um, obviously we go to finals. Yep. If there's more than three gates, then we require an extra semi-final. Right. And um, then there's two finals. So there's an A final for the top eight and then yep. there's a B final for the second eight. The next eight. Yep. And that determines placings from one through to 16 for that round. All right. And for the uh, overall champions of the Northwest Super Series, you do actually have to ride in all four events, don't you? I mean, I know there was uh, a situation... Might have been last year or the year before that one of the headland riders who dominated in his category only rode in three of the four, but uh, he didn't end up getting the number one plate at the end of the series. That's right. Unfortunately, he missed a round to go to world championships, so oh, he ended sad. up with the number seven. I know <laughs> the number seven plate, but um, I have a good authority that he told the kid he stood next to that got the eight plate that he reckons it was totally worth it. So, <laughs> well, there um, you go. Yeah. Absolutely. All four rounds to get the number one, but um, three rounds to qualify for a plate. So if you can't make one, you can still go and um, yeah qualify to try and get one of those top eight plates. Very good. Now, will there be presentations on track after the finals tonight? Yep. So um, after finals, there'll be presentations for one through to three in every class um, straight after. All right, so it's going to be a long day, so I'm going to guess Caratha BMX has been out there with plenty of uh, canteen supplies, drinks, food, etc., yep. to keep people occupied. Yep. How many how many we've... entries have we got? So last time I checked, we're at 224 riders. Mm. Um, I believe, though, that doesn't include... No, that does include our mini-wheelers, so that, that's looking like total. So a lot of families um, out there today. 
Oh, it'll be massive. We'll have tents everywhere, cars everywhere. <laughs> it'll be huge. As long as someone doesn't pitch a tent on the infield, we're okay. No, we should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, full canteen facilities, uh, do we have uh, FBOS out there or is it going to be cash only? No, we've got FPOS and cash. We're also running a massive raffle that anyone's welcome to Very enter. Good. Lots Tell of us about that. Prizes. Um, we're actually still finalising it, but we've got lots of um, donations from amazing companies within Caratha. Everyone knows how generous they are. Yep. So um, we'll have some wicked prizes on display. Tickets will be $2 each or $5 for three, and that'll be drawn on um, Saturday at the end of the night. Um, and we'll also have the ice cream van there. Oh. So Samson Soft Serve will be there tonight and tomorrow night. It's going to be chilly enough. You'll probably need to get chilly inside as well. Samson Soft Serve down there with the, the ice creams. Hey, Cassie, thanks for your time this morning. I know it's going to be a busy day. Uh, I'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks' time. Next weekend, no show because of the long weekend, but I'll try and catch up with you in a couple of weeks' time and see if we can wrap up what happened uh, at Northwest Super Series. That'd be great. Thanks, Dave. Cassie Patterson from Caratha BMX joining us today. It's going to be a busy day. Gates open at 3. Uh, the training or the practice runs at around about 3.20 with the uh, little tackers, the mini wheelers, on track around 4 with the first of the motos, the gates dropping at 5. Big night. Make sure you take uh, your chairs, your blankets, uh, and stay warm out there. Full canteen and uh, facilities and the soft serve as well. Coming up next on the Saturday Sports Show, we're talking boxing. Everything sport in the Pilbara. The Pilbara Saturday Sports Show on Triple M. Welcome back to the uh, Saturday Sports Show. Time to talk boxing, the sweet science. And uh, everybody's talking about uh, the zoo boys and things like that as they appear on main event. And uh, even earlier this week, one of the footballers or a couple of footballers got back in the ring in Cameron Mooney and Tom Belchamers. But let's talk local boxing. Shane McDonald uh, runs the Raiders Boxing Club out of uh, Caratha and joins me on the Saturday Sports Show. Hello, Shane. How are you? Uh, mate, how are you? Not too bad. What do you make of the uh, the former footballers, whether they be rugby league or, or Aussie rules, getting in the ring for these exhibition matches? Oh, I think it's great. Uh, I'm from Queensland originally, so I love watching the ladies get in there and I'd I think it's only good for the sport. Like, obviously, they're not the same skill, but no one expects them to be. I just think it's it's good they're getting in because they're bringing a new crowd. And I'm, in my opinion, boxing's about as big as it's been in my life mm. right now. Mm. Um, apparently, as the story goes, that Paul Gallen, the former league player, when he steps in the ring on on pay per view, that he, that is the biggest uh, subscription uh, pay per view for boxing in this country. Really? Yeah. yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me because obviously they've got undercards and they try and stack the cards when he's on Yeah, yeah. with, with the actual boxers and he's got the league crew. Absolutely. And everyone wants to see him lose. I'm a Queenslander. So, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll, be, uh, you'll be rooting around for uh, the, uh, the Cane Toads on Wednesday next week then, will you? Yeah, very much so. <laughs> and, um, and even when he fought like, Justice Hooney and yep. people like that. Like yeah, he's yeah. played, he's fought really good people. He has had a crack, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So now I, I actually like watching him fight because he's just a, such a hard ass. Well, he's he's made the transition and he's actually showing a bit of skills and you know, boxing skills other than just grab and rip sort of thing. But uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's he's doing it all right, I guess. And as I said, uh, apparently he is the he brings more. Uh, pay-per-view viewers through the, uh, the the subscription service for for main event. Let's talk local boxing then. Uh, That's the reason why we've got you on the program today. Um, 
in a couple of weekends' time, so uh, a couple of weeks after the long weekend, there's uh, a boxing tournament. It's going to be held at the Tambray Centre in Caratha the uh, weekend of the 17th of June. Tell us a bit about this. Uh, what's going to be involved here? Uh, yep, so this is our 10th show that we've put up here. Usually we do it at the Leisureplex, mm-hmm. but... Um, it's just too hard for me in the committee. Usually we get about 500 people in, but we have to run the bar and yeah, okay. set all the tables up, uh, the ring, everything. But this time all we need to do is set the ring up and, um, and yeah, scan the tickets as people come in and everything's getting organised by the Tambray. So, so will that be a, to scale. At, Sorry? The, at the Tambray Centre, will that be a smaller venue then rather than at the Leisureplex? Because at the Leisureplex you've got, as you say, you can get up to 500 people in there, but what, yeah, at the Tambray yeah. you wouldn't get even close to that, would you? Nowhere near as close. So at the Leisureplex, we'd get 20 tables of yep. 10 people plus about 300 general. Yep. This year at the Tambray, we're just doing 20 tables and of the 10 people, and we've already sold 15. So, wow. so a lot of people will miss out, but we have obviously have to make it easier for the committee and myself. Yep, fair enough. Uh, so there's uh, only a few tables left. How do people go about uh, making inquiries or purchasing a table of 10? Uh, that will be next week. Mm-hmm. So we'll be advertising it through the Tambray uh, plus social media, but they'll be able to get the tickets from uh, the Tambray itself. Very good. All right, so uh, how many Karatha boxes will be involved on the car- on the boxing tournament card? Uh, uh, there'll be 11 of us. Yep. 11 of us. Um, so we'll also have coming here Newman, Broome, uh, Albany, Northern, uh, there'll be one club from Perth, yeah, at least. Um, any from coming up from the coast, Geraldton, Carnarvon Way? Oh, and Geraldton, yeah, sorry, you're right, you're on me, okay. yeah, and Geraldton. All right, so, uh, you've got quite a few boxes coming through, so what sort of uh, card are you looking at? Maybe uh, 15 or so uh, bouts on the uh, on the day? Um, we usually like to have it between 10 and 12. Yeah, okay. It just because they do, we do, I do like 15 minute blocks so that uh, it stays on schedule and goes for like two and a half hours, three hours, right. which is which is plenty. So then we get to do all the music coming out and make it a bit of a show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and what sort of uh, uh, um, boxing are we looking at? We're looking at uh, three two minute rounds, three three minute rounds. What sort of thing? What are we looking at? Yeah, so. The rules for amateurs now are if you've had zero to five fights, it's a minute and a half. Yep. Uh, six to nine fights is two minutes. Yep. And ten and over is three minutes. And only, so three, got, only three rounds each? Yeah, all the three rounds, mm-hmm. but just different amount of time for your experience level. So I've got uh, three boys, which are elites, which are the ten and over, that's what they're called. Yep. Uh, I think I've got about two intermediates, which is a six to nine. And, uh, yeah, the rest will be beginners, novices, as they're called. Now, with amateur boxing, now we see at the, the Commonwealth Games where they've got amateur boxing going in, the uh, the fighters have to wear headwear more than just the mouth guard. And professional fighters, obviously, it's the mouth guard and the, and the, the gloves that do all the talking. But uh, for your tournament, uh, is headwear compulsory? Uh, yeah, it is. But the rules have changed, I think, about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Now that once you've had 10 fights and over, you don't wear headgear. Is that right? Yeah, so the elites don't wear headgear anymore. 
That's uh, that's a bit risky, isn't it, with the the, the amount of uh, concussions in sport these days? So, but uh, I guess uh, the boxing well, uh, the fraternity they've made they've made the rules. They've they're going on medical evidence. Yeah, well, to my understanding, uh, the head guard doesn't really do much for whiplash. Anyway, it's more for, <laughs> it's more it's more for cuts. Yeah, fair than, enough. Uh, than anything, it doesn't really stop your head from kicking back. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I haven't been in the room, <laughs> and I'm not likely to now. Not against you, yeah, young yeah. fellow, like your former Australian champion. Um, so, 17th of June at the Tambray Centre. Tickets will be uh, advertised from next week, and they'll be available through the Tambray. Shane, uh, all the best for the uh, the next boxing tournament. You said this is the the tenth time we've done this. Yeah, this is number number ten. Yeah. yeah, so we've been around for twelve years now, yeah. thirteen years. Fair yeah, enough. so obviously COVID, we didn't do anything. True enough. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so we're back now. Second Shane, year back. Shane, thanks for your time on this on the Saturday Sports Show. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting a, a, a wrap up after that weekend. It's on the weekend of the seventeenth of June, the Tambray Centre in Caratha, where there'll be fighters. From uh, Geraldton, Albany, Northern, Broome, Perth, uh, and of course Caratha taking to the ring on the day over two and a half hours. Tables will be available. Uh, there's a limited amount of tables left, but the uh, the advertising for those tables and payment will be available sometime next week. Thanks, buddy. Too easy. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Everything sport in the Pilbara. The Pilbara Saturday Sports Show on Triple M. Just about time to head off to the news at 9 o'clock, but we won't go without talking fishing now. The uh, Nickel Bay Sport Fishing Club have got the Bill Fish Shootout coming up in a couple of weekends' time. In fact, it's next weekend. Not this weekend, next weekend. It's the long weekend, uh, and I'm joined on the phone to talk through the Bill Fish Shootout by Alyssa Faulkner from the committee of the Nickel Bay Sport Fishing Club. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? G'day, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. Now, uh, it's the Auriga Billfish Shootout. Is that the uh, official title? Yep, that's correct. Uh-huh. So um, it's the 2023 Auriga Billfish Shootout, and this year we're celebrating 20 years of the competition. Very good. Now, it's as I said, it's going to be the, the long weekend, so uh, next Saturday and Sunday is the actual fishing days. Uh, what Friday is going to be, is that a briefing session and safety session? Yeah, correct. So fishing uh, is actually on the 3rd, 4th, 5th of June. So it goes right through till the Monday. Monday, yep. And um, there's a compulsory briefing for teams on uh, the evening of June the 2nd, starting at 6.30 sharp to get a rundown on the rules, the regulations, safety and all that sort of stuff. Entries only for members of the uh, Sport Fishing Club or are you taking entries, open entries from from anywhere? So there are open entries from everybody, but mm-hmm. anglers do need to be registered with the club um, just for the purposes of the competition. So fill, up, fill out an entry form, but you do not need to be a member of the Nickel Bay Sport Fishing Club to compete. Right. Um, and those registrations need to be in by 6pm uh, Sunday the 28th of May. Tomorrow. Uh, to register Next. as an angler. Yeah, Tomorrow, right. yeah. yeah. Um, but we will accept late entries right up until midday on Wednesday if people are running late, can't, don't have enough time to get their boats together. Okay. But um, those anglers will incur an additional $50 fee per angler mm. um, just administratively. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so uh, the um, safety briefing and the uh, briefing event briefing will be held on the evening of the Friday the 2nd. Whereabouts is that going to be at the, at the boat club? Yeah, so it'll be held on the 2nd at 
the Hampton Harbour Boat and Sailing Club. Yep. And it will um, run through uh, safety, uh, all our weather reports for the competition, what's required of teams in terms of logging in and logging off. Mm -hmm. We'll have the radio manned on Channel 21. Uh, which will be called Auriga Base. Auriga are our naming yep. sponsor for the competition. Um, and that base will be manned from 6am every morning until the last boat has logged off each day. Very good. It's very important uh, that you make sure you, you log off uh, so people uh, get back and we don't need to get uh, Marine Rescue involved in any way because, uh, let's face it, they'd, they'd want to enjoy their long weekend as well. Now, with the safety briefing, I'm going to uh, go out and limb uh, not being a, a boaty, but surely the, it, it'll cover off on topics like making sure all the safety uh, aspects of the boat are there. You've got a life jacket, one per person on board. You've got your, a, a working, functioning EPIRB and uh, flares if necessary? Yep, so we'll go through, touch on all the safety um, gear that's required to have on board. We'll also go through the contingencies that we have in place in the event of severe weather conditions yep. um, that may see the competition suspended. And it will go through lines in and lines out and um, the fishing locations. So we've got a grid map of um, where people can fish. And so when they log in and log out every day, they'll be required to tell us where or when they log in to be required to tell us whereabouts they'll be fishing um, on that grid map so we've yep. got a rough idea of the area that they'll be in as well in case, in case we don't hear from them throughout the day. Very good. It is a billfish shootout so uh, what species are we, we chasing? We're chasing the marlin? Uh, yep so it's um, a 15 kilo line class competition uh, and it includes involving the tag and release of marlin and sailfish in yep. waters off Dampier. There's over $45,000 worth of prizes to be won over several different prize categories. Very good. Uh, all right, so uh, lines in on Saturday, Sunday and Monday, the public holiday next weekend uh, yes. at sunup around 6, 6.30. Is that right? Yeah, so lines in each day will be at 6.30. Yep. And on Saturday and Sunday, lines out is at 5 p.m. And yep. we've just reduced that time a bit on Monday to a lines out time of 2 p.m., yep. which gives us an opportunity to just get all the tags in and um, verify everybody's scores prior to um, announcing the winners at the presentation on Monday night. Very at, good. Which will also be held at the Hampton Harbour Boat and Sailing Club. Sounds like it's going to be an awesome weekend, the 20th yeah. year of the uh, Arega Billfish Shootout being held by the Nickel Bay Sport Fishing Club. It's coming up next weekend. Hey, Alyssa, thanks for your time. Uh, I'll try and touch base with you maybe uh, the week after the long weekend and uh, see if we can get, uh, if you've got the results, we can uh, go through them. Yep, sure thing. All Sounds right. good. Alyssa Faulkner from the Nickel Bay Sport Fishing Club joining us today talking about the 2023 Auriga uh, Billfish Shootout. It's coming up next weekend. We're off to the news at 9 o'clock in the second hour of the program today. We'll talk mountain biking, Pilbara Trailblazers and the Northwest Heat went up to Darwin to compete in the 40 uh, uh, years of age and over Masters Indoor Cricket Tournament. Everything sport in the Pilbara. The Pilbara Saturday Sports Show on Triple M. On Triple M. The Pilbara Saturday Sports Show. Welcome back. Uh, going into the second hour of our program today, we'll talk mountain biking with uh, Jimmy Daniels after last Sunday's enduro uh, competition, the first of its kind for the Burrup Mountain Biking. We'll talk to Jimmy about that. Pilbara Trailblazers have got a big event coming up. It's the uh, Backyard Ultra, and we'll catch up with Jack's home and about that again. But next, we'll talk to Travis Scroop, who is still in Darwin. They're about to come back from uh, the Masters Tournament 
uh, for indoor cricket. We'll have a chat with Travis next. Everything sport in the Pilbara. The Pilbara Saturday Sports Show on Triple M. Welcome back into the second hour of our Saturday Sports Show. And when we talked to Travis Scroop last Saturday, they were uh, in Darwin, just arrived in Darwin for the Masters Indoor Cricket Tournament. The Northwest Heat, primarily made up of Karatha Indoor Cricketers with a couple of fill-ins from the Perth uh, region, Perth area. Let's try and touch base. With, well, we can't. I've uh, been trying to get hold of Travis, and apparently he's in a world of pain and has lost his voice. So we'll go to the top shelf and we'll talk to Tanya. Hello, Tanya. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm all right. How's the sook? <laughs> the sook's doing much better. It's uh, <laughs> the fact I'm his wife and also his trainer does make it a little bit difficult. Oh, you have um, our undying sympathy. Not, a, not for yes. the trainer bit, but for, for being his wife. Yes, yes. Looks like he's bringing a broken rib home oh. to. Uh, he, he's had a bit him? of a tough time on it. Oh, look, you know, you've no, just got to let. To, I know. You, oh, you've got to let a husband know where 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 he stands. So, <laughs> not that we condone domestic violence in any. No, form. Absolutely not. No, he uh, he hit a ladder behind. How? Um, the striker's end. He, he was fielding a ball. Quick? Absolutely diving to take a catch. Commitment. And uh, it absolutely was, and he slammed into that back net. Did he hold uh, the catch? No. Oh, there's a fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be a couple of bucks for dropping the catch, Scroopy. (laughs) (laughs) That's about it. I have been fined every day for husband tax, so that's fair. Fair enough. (laughs) But you chose to go on the trip. Uh, So how's the week been in Darwin? Now, uh, for the benefit of our listeners who are not au fait with how indoor cricket works, it's not just the team with the biggest uh, score wins at the end uh, because you can actually lose runs for losing a wicket uh, while a pair's batting. So you go out there, there's eight on a team, is that right? And then you're batting four pairs? Absolutely perfectly right, mm-hmm. four pairs. Um, and they bat four overs each, yep. so a total of 16. And fielding side, you ha- each player must bowl two overs. Right. So there's no hiding a player in indoor cricket. You can't pick it. <laughs> pick a bowler or pick a batsman, Um, everyone must do everything. So, um, yep, they played with pairs, see who who batted well together. And as the week's gone along, they have just improved, improved, improved. All right. Now, there's uh, three points for the win, but within each game, uh, each pair, opposing pair, so the opening pair up against the other opening pair, um, there's a point for whichever pair has the the best score after their four overs. Is that right? Absolutely right. So, so, and, each, um, and that's called a skin? It is called a skin. So um, you have the opportunity of winning a skin for each pair, yep. which equals four points. Yep. And then if you take out the win, it's three points. So you can win three skins, lose the game, yep. but only be behind one point on the ladder. Very good. So there's a point... There's a, capability or capacity to have a seven-point game, so three for the win and a point each for uh, each of the batting pairs or the skins as they go through. So uh, overall, over the week, as we improved with the Northwest Heat playing in the uh, 40-plus Masters tournament, how many skins did we end up winning? Well, we took four in the end, Mm -hmm. which the first one was against Queensland, which is a very, very strong state for indoor cricket. Yep. 
Um, and the next three were taken on their final day yesterday, which was amazing to see their improvement. Um, I think the biggest thing was when they walked in that stadium and those LED lights just lit up the place like daylight, as opposed to our one little net out in the, out, out the, out in the elements. <laughs> yep, with no roof. Um, it, it, it was a pretty big shock for the guys that just, have never seen inside a stadium. Just be thankful that we don't have an enclosed uh, indoor cricket centre in Karratha because that would be very, very messy and very sweaty. Um, oh, but uh, absolutely. It's been a good week. Uh, no actual wins through the week, but uh, I'm, I'm guessing that the, uh, the tournament was uh, a fabulous experience for all the players that went away and the trainer. Yeah, the trainer, the trainer who he works too many hours, well overworked and underpaid. Um, yeah, no, they are already talking about next year. Oh, we we were embraced by the rest of the, the nation. I can't stress that enough. Um, every other state's like, when it's finished, boys, we'll catch up for a drink, and our uniforms there, basically were traded off. Argument straight away. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> and our uniforms were traded off before the end of the Is first right? game. Because it's a it's a popular thing at indoor cricket. So yeah, yeah. at the end, you Swap know, you a Victorian. Yep. I think we've got every other state. Very good. Are there any Northwest Heat shirts coming back to be displayed for the uh, um, Arthur Indoor Cricket Centre? Well, I think what we will be doing is actually ordering more. But yep. what we are looking at doing is getting each player's name as a list on the shirt, yep. so it becomes an inaugural thing um and that we'll probably keep that at the country club and keep that on display and um yeah that's where we're at so it's been amazing sounds like a fabulous uh idea now the uh, trip home tomorrow should be uh quite relaxed i reckon there's going to be some uh, much overdue sleep to be caught up on uh on the on the flights back to uh, the northwest i'm I'm guessing you're gonna have to go through the city of perth to to get back here but well uh, we did but nine of us are flying uh, and this is how we got here from Darwin to Broome and did the eight-hour drive. Oh. So I don't know about my dearest husband sitting in the vehicle oh, driving this time. He'll be fine. Suck it up, princess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will, yeah, probably use those words with yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya, thanks for joining us on the Saturday Sports Show. Thanks for having us, and we look forward to getting back into our amazing competition Fantastic. in Karatha. Uh, Greg Scroop, who can't talk to us, not Greg Scroop, Travis Scroop, uh, can't talk to us today. Got a sore, got a sore, got an owie, uh, and he's lost his voice. Um, congratulations to the Northwest team on uh, being the inaugural Pilbara-based team uh, to compete at a Masters tournament. Everything sport in the Pilbara. The Pilbara Saturday Sports Show on Triple M. Saturday Sports Show uh, and, uh, well, thoughts are with uh, Travis Scroop. Not really. Uh, with the alleged broken rib and no voice, but uh, well done to the Northwest Heat. Let's turn our attention now to uh, running. Uh, and I'm breaking out into sweat in the studio right now thinking about this. Pilbara Trailblazers, we talked to Jax Homan last week about the Backyard Ultra. And I want to just uh, revisit this for a little bit. Hello, Jax. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, it was last Saturday when we started talking about this, and you mentioned park run and all that sort of stuff, just a, you know, an average 5K warm-up and that sort of stuff. But there's a big difference from park run, 5Ks, to backyard ultra, which is 24 laps of 6.7 kilometres each lap. That's right, 6.71. Oh, sorry, I forgot the extra 10 metres. It's uh, important. 
<laughs> Sick. Oh, can I, I, I can't get my head around this. So you, you have one hour to do each lap. That's right. All right. So whether you finish it in 41 minutes or 51 minutes, you don't have to, you don't start your next lap until zero, zero on the clock again. That's right. All right. So every hour on the hour until you can do no more or until you don't finish a lap within the hour. All right. So if you take longer than 60 minutes, then that's it. You're you're out. You're out. So what typically happens, uh, at least was our experience last year, is people would choose when they were going to tap out. And so we have a big bell. Um, and so you come and ding the bell and that's, uh, that's it. I'm out. Right. Uh, how many entries are you expecting or how many of you uh, EOIs have you received so far? We've got 40 people signed up this year, which is the same as we had last year. So um, we would really love to get a few more and um, go beyond what we had last year. So there's still time, two weeks till, uh, till event day. And when we spoke last week, you were saying that uh, you're not taking part because you're saving yourself for some ridiculous marathon down in Perth. Is this correct? Yes, uh, and so I'm having some serious FOMO because I really now? enjoyed. It. Yes, I really enjoyed the Backyard Ultra last year. It's just it's super super fun. Uh, and I think there might be a streak to... of masochism in you somewhere. <laughs> no, but I think it's different, right? When you do a an endurance event that's uh, start to finish, so you just got to get from here to mm. there, and it's lots of kilometres. That's that's really different. With this, um, it's a slow and steady, and anyone can participate. No, 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 not anyone. <laughs> most. Not Let's say most. Most. <laughs> most. Uh, but yeah, 6.7 is quite doable. 6.71. 1, 6.71. And, you know, last year we had people who were saying, I'm going to do two laps. That's what I want to commit to. And then they found themselves doing three. Uh, lots of people exceeded what they expected they could do just because of the format. So, um, that's what I think makes it so inclusive for anyone who wants to have a go. You know, if this was uh, a fundraising type thing, it would almost be like the old lapathon you did at primary school. That's right. How's the connection there? Do you, is it is it something you'd think about making making it a, a fundraiser and it gets you know teams or runners getting sponsored per lap? We absolutely could do that, and I think uh, the idea has been talked about for raising money. I mean, our um, club is all about mental health, and we've yep. all, you know, uh, sort of reflected on the fact that we enjoy running because it's part of what we do for ourselves. And so, yeah, if there's a fundraising opportunity for somebody, we'd be open to hearing about it and supporting it, I think. Fantastic. All right, so uh, the FOMO is... Uh, just an itch at the moment? Is it going to get scratched? Oh, we'll, we'll see on the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to break anything, Dave. No, no, no. you're not. Uh, <laughs> your teammates are expecting you to front up in perfect working order. That's right. <laughs> All right, so uh, again, you just mentioned that you will see on the day. Can people actually just turn up on the, uh, on the day? And to register? No. And no. so, I mean, you we will have last registrations up until the day before. Yep. Uh, but 
there is a wonderful crew of people who are volunteering, doing all sorts of roles during this event. And mm. so sometimes the ways that we can sneak in as a in a lap is to be a tail walker ah, or a tail yes. bike rider, uh, and do some of those other those volunteering roles that still let us get out on the course. <laughs> All right, it's on the weekend of ten and eleven, uh, getting underway at ten o'clock in the morning on the Saturday. Is that right? That's right. All right, uh, 6.71 kilometres, 60 minutes to complete each lap. What about um, tips and tricks? Uh, are, we, are there some, is there somewhere we can look up some advice from people that have done this before? We will be sharing. We had a wonderful conversation uh, earlier this week with Phil Gore, who's the Australian Backyard Ultra record holder, uh, and he gave us some awesome tips. The ones that I took away was if you're um, in it for a long time, bring a chair, a reclining chair, so you can sit down and have a rest. Um, I mean, particularly if you're going to be going all night and you want to sleep, so a chair, uh, bring a table, uh, bring an esky and ice so you can keep drink cold so you can put ice down your clothes and things when you, if you get mm, warm yeah. uh, make sure like if you if you really are going in it sort of all in have a plan and and have a support person or crew and give them your plan you know tell them what you're sort of hoping to do at, at each stage so that they can do their best to support you yeah. uh, and um, if you want to listen to more about what Phil has to say, we'll have that out on our socials and on our website so you can uh, pick up all the good stuff from him. Nothing in there about bringing your own paramedic? <laughs> well, hopefully we won't need any paramedics, but we do have first aid trained volunteers and, so, uh, and a defib, which to date we haven't <laughs> used. So hopefully that doesn't, oh, uh, doesn't oh, hopefully, come hopefully out. the batteries are still okay in that then. Hey, Jax. <laughs> Hopefully you can work out your FOMO before the end of registrations uh, or maybe you just get out there and be a tail walk or something. I'll look at the very least. Maybe I'll just uh, go in for the fun laps, the uh, <laughs> core cup on the third lap. Yeah. So um, thanks to our major sponsor, the core group. So that lap, um, first person at home will win a prize. Uh, lap 22, we're a 2-2. So maybe you'll see me in a 2-2 on lap 22. Who knows? What do you mean maybe? I think there's a definite maybe <laughs> in there, isn't there? Definitely, maybe. I've, I've got multiple tutus. <laughs> <laughs> just just for these occasions. Yeah, sadly for uh, my colleague Pablo and I, we can't fit into tutus. We have to have, they have to be four fours for us. Um, <laughs> but uh, morning, Pabs. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your park run this morning if you showed up. Uh, Jax, thanks for your time again on a Saturday morning. Uh, we'll catch up with you. Uh, maybe um, you said you had a chat with uh, Phil. Maybe we could try and arrange to have a chat with him uh, on the Saturday morning of the uh, the Ultra, so just before everyone kicks off. That would be awesome. All right. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. Jack Simon from the Pilbara Trailblazers on the Saturday Sports Show. We'll wrap it up after the break when we catch up with Jimmy Daniel and find out what happened in that enduro for Burrup Mountain Biking last Sunday. Everything sport in the Pilbara. The Pilbara Saturday Sports Show on Triple M. Listening to the Saturday Sports Show and uh, we'll wrap up today by talking mountain biking. Last uh, last week when I spoke to Jimmy Daniel, he was getting very, very, very excitable about the uh, first ever enduro uh, to be held by the Burrup Mountain Biking Club. Uh, let's find out how we went. It was held last Sunday. So uh, Jimmy joins us again today on the Saturday Sports Show. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, great. Great, thanks. You survived? 
I did, yeah. Intact? It was heaps of fun. A absolutely, yeah, intact, both my body and my bike. So oh, well, that's good. Um, <laughs> only uh, 15 seconds I see on the, on the charts, only 15 seconds between you and Rob Scott. How's that rivalry going? Yeah, look, I need to speak with Rob, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Um, yeah, it was, it's a really, really fun event. Um, different format, as I said before, to, to what, what most people are used to riding so it was good to um there's a few newcomers new fa new faces and, yep. and some kiddos as well which was really cool quite a few categories uh female intro which obviously the uh the the entry level uh only one uh rider in that uh in um joanne waterstrom muller and so she's a clear winner in in the uh in the enduro for there but we had a uh started with three entries in the open but uh looks like jancy pulled out after the first one or Janice pulled yeah, out after the first one, I'm sorry. I'm not sure what happened with Janice. That, that might have been a mechanical issue, yep. uh, flat tyre or something like that, yeah. All right, pretty, because uh, uh, she on the bikes. Yeah, put up a, a decent time uh, for the, the first enduro, so wasn't out of the reckoning, but uh, as you say, it might have been a mechanical issue after that. Mm. Yep. All right, uh, and overall, uh, Ven, you can say the surname. I'm, I'm not going to get my tongue around that. Sorry? Kowalski. I think I've got it right. Kowalski. Okay. So Ven uh, took out the win there by almost a minute uh, in the end after all of the mm -hmm. uh, the st four stages. Um, yep. Down down the hills, uh, a minute 59 ahead of uh, Jemima, who was in second place in the uh, Women's Open. Now, the uh, intro males, uh, we only, again, only had one entry on Caleb as a party, so clear winner there. Uh, overall time of five minutes twenty-two. That's not. That's pretty handy. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think when you're you're younger, you just go faster, don't you? You don't think about the consequences. Bulletproof. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a pretty comparable time when you consider they uh, only do three of the four stages, uh, as opposed to the, the open men who do the four stages. Uh, a five twenty-two, yes. and the overall winner in the men's was six fifty-five. So that is very competitive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for two, he did two stages out of the four. So yep. yeah, uh, it's really good, um, and it's good to see the the young the young crew getting out there. I think there's a few whippets as well, young kids. Yeah, um, well, we can go down to the the whippets if you like. The uh, the under nine whippets da dominated by the Kowalski family, Cameron and Joe, first and second, yep. uh, and only uh, a minute between those two uh, with Archer Daniels. Uh, there's a familiar name coming in third, <laughs> young Arch. Yes, AJ. Yeah, no, he did well. He, yeah, he did really well. Again, uh, uh, stayed upright and didn't damage himself <laughs> with the bike. Useful, useful. Uh, and yes. the, the under-11 whippets, uh, Blair Fitzgerald was the winner of that one uh, in a time of 4 minutes 28. So uh, well done to the whippets. Shall we go to the uh, ju the um, junior males then? This is the under-19s. Yep. Uh, Aidan Minogue, uh, overall 7.16, only a six-second gap back to second. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, no, pretty competitive in the, in that sort of area, and those guys live and breathe that stuff. You know, that's that's what they they love doing, going down, going downhills. <laughs> yes, <laughs> trying to let gravity do all the work, but with a few uh, pushes on the pedal to help out. Yes. All right. Now we said that uh, we had Cameron Kowalski winning the uh, under nine whippets and Ven Kowalski winning the uh, female opens, but uh, hubby's not to be denied. Alan's taken out the open males. Yeah, talk about a talk about a biking mountain biking family. Yeah, all aspects of biking. Yeah, um, Al's uh, one of the 
one of the, um, I guess, big drivers behind the Enduro, loves it. Uh, he actually complete, competes in the West Australian Gravity Enduro as well, rounds down, down in Perth and down south there. So uh, good on Al for uh, taking out the win there. Pretty close between him and Toby all, all the way through. Only th- only one second in the in the first one, uh, four seconds in the second, um, five seconds in the third, dead level in the fourth. So an overall only ten second uh, overall win to Al over Toby. Yep, pretty tight, pretty tight at the top. <laughs> uh, trying to scale down the timing sheets for Jimmy Daniels. Uh, oh, you go, keep going to the second page. The <laughs> there it is. I found it. <laughs> uh, a minute and a half off the leaders, mate. Yeah, that's, look, you know, it's, it's nearly there, isn't it? Nearly there. <laughs> yeah, close enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had to go. No, and look, well done to all the organisers at Burrup Mountain Biking for the first ever Enduros. It's something we might uh, look at doing again a bit later in the year or maybe leave it off to, yes. until next year now. No, no, we, we've got a second round planned, so we're out um, planning our new tracks and, mm-hmm. and stages. So, yeah, that's underway. I uh, believe that's July 16. Very we've good. a couple of events before that as well. All right. So what else is coming up for the mountain bikers? We've got a weekend off, uh, or are we actually straight back into it this afternoon? No, no, we've got a weekend off, and then uh, we have our next round is on June 10th, and that is a night round, so it's going to be a, wow. a night race. Oh. Yeah, it's it's. we always usually do this just before our six-hour race, because the six-hour race is half in dark and half in the day. It starts at three in the afternoon, finishes at night at night, so... Um, the, the next round, as I said, June 10th, is a good opportunity for everyone to get their kit sorted for the six hour, i.e. lights, um, <laughs> and make sure the battery's going to last a little while. And it's your reflective tape everywhere. Time. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's next round's uh, June 10th. And like I said, the um, the courses, all of, all of the courses and race info is on our Facebook page. Um and also on our Facebook page, uh, we're doing a raffle at the moment. Ten dollars a ticket, and the first prize is an awesome giant trance, I believe, mountain bike. It's a dual suspension mountain bike, valued around about four thousand dollars. Right. And the second prize is another mountain bike worth about three thousand dollars. So, right. where can people get their tickets from then, Jimmy? You can jump on the Facebook page for yep. all the details for that. Um, we are doing some sausage sizzles at uh, Home Hardware and Retrovision as well leading up to the uh, six-hour race. So keep an eye on the Facebook page for all the details. All right, mate, we'll catch up with you uh, before the uh, the night race on the on the 10th. Uh, I've got a, well, there's no sports show next Saturday with the uh, the uh, long weekend, but uh, the weekend after is when you've got the uh, the night race. So we'll catch up with you that Saturday morning if we can. Perfect, absolutely. Good night, Jimmy. Thanks for that. Thanks, mate. Everything sport in the Pilbara. The Pilbara Saturday Sports Show on Triple M.